This is a good night to be in the house of the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. And we're going to rejoice yes. and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray over our time, and then we'll um, jump right into the river. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just pray right now over the word. I thank you that it is the word from your heart to our hearts. And Father, right now we just open our hearts and we say, yes, Lord. And we open our ears to hear you. We open our hearts wide to receive all that you have for us, Father. And Father, I thank you that tonight you have an answer. You have a word. You have a strategy. You have whatever is needed in this house tonight. I thank you that you have that for this people. And that they, we leave here tonight, Father, with everything we need. We thank you for that, in Jesus' name. I thank you for the anointing here tonight, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God that's loose to work in our midst. We thank you for it. We give you all the glory, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Um, the very first time that I got to um, speak here uh, several years back, but I um, had my message, and then um, I had questions for the, I wanted, I wanted to ask the pastors a lot of questions about everything, and what happens if this, and what do you do this, and what, how do you get this, and da-da-da, and so I went to them after I spoke, and I, I had these little questions and, and thoughts and stuff for them to help me with, and uh, I remember them telling me that the most important thing to remember um, was to get connected to Jesus and stay connected to Jesus. And so I remembered that um, throughout all the years, and um, that's about it. That's about sums it up. You, if you can stay connected to Jesus, everything else is all good. So anyway, I was thinking about that today when I was... Um, getting ready for this, um, we're just going to keep our connection to Jesus and stay connected to Jesus, and then everything's okay. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, I'm not going to read my first scripture quite yet, but um, so tonight um, we're going to talk about our connection with God, what that is, how, what it looks like, how do we do it, how do we keep it, and all that so that everything's all right in life. Hallelujah. Um, in the book of John, uh, we're going to be there a lot tonight, but in the book of John, um, beginning with chapter like 13 through like 17, I think, Jesus is, uh, if you thumb through there, you see a lot of red letters if you've got that kind of Bible. And Jesus is doing a lot of talking to his disciples. And... Uh, he, like in 13, it starts out, I'm just going to read you some of the subtitles going on here. But he's, it says, Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And then um, Jesus identifies his betrayer. And uh, then it says the new, com the new commandment, which, and if we read down a little bit, it says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. I'm still just moving through chapter 13 if you're trying to keep up with me. I'm just trying to go through and just have a little, little ponder about everything that Jesus is talking to his disciples about here. And then he, um, he it says Jesus predicts Peter's denial, and, he's, and he tells him about that. And then in chapter 14, and Brother John mentioned this on Sunday, but... In 14, he tells them um, that he's the way, the truth, and the life. And he tells them that in my father's house are many mansions. And if it, were, if, it, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. 
So he's talking with them, and then it says the Father's revealed. Um, then there's, then it, he talks to him about prayer, answered prayer. Then he um, promises another helper. That's the really good part. And uh, <laughs> um, then uh, about the indwelling of the Father and the Son. Then, uh, and I'm still, I'm in f- chapter 14 now, the gift of his peace. He said, my peace I leave with you. That's a really good part too. And then, uh, so he's just talking to his disciples about thing, he's, things. He's actually preparing them for his departure to heaven. And trying to get them, telling them, teaching them, how to be ready and how life's going to be and what to do and how to keep life going and everything when he goes to heaven. And so then in, uh, I would have kind of liked to have been there, maybe not for the betrayal parts and uh, when he had to say that, and, but some of it, but it w- wouldn't it be neat to kind of be there in that little, in that with his disciples and, and Jesus and Jesus telling them about he's going to leave him his peace and telling them all the good stuff. That had been kind of cool to be there. But then we get to um, chapter 15, and that's where um, I'm going to start tonight. Uh, we're going we're to look at, chap- at John chapter 15 in detail, the first few um, verses anyway. So let's start reading there, and we're going to read down to 8, and then we're going to come back and talk about some stuff in here. So... I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So he's telling them the, uh, he's giving them the, the plan here, the, the way to have life, the way to live and move and have their being. He's telling them that he's trying to get a, um, across to them how important it is going to be for them to abide in him and him to abide in, the, in them. So let's look at chapter or at verse 4, please. Um, it's such an important thing. He, he brings it up three times in verse 4. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So... He's trying to really bring that point across here that they're going to need to abide in him, him and, and him in them. <laughs> so um, he tells them that three times in that, in that verse. And then if we go down to verse 5, he tells them again, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Um, and that goes for us, too. Without God, we can do nothing. Um, if, uh, if, we, if you think of a branch on a tree or a plant, um, it's, I, it, this isn't a science lesson, and I don't know all the science stuff, but um, branch trees, branches don't live once they're not connected um, to the tree. When they're on their own, they're, you know, they don't live. Um, we can't either. <laughs> the vine is where the branch receives its life, its strength, its, its nourishment, its ability to bear fruit, being attached to the vine. 
when we pick a flower, and we have beautiful cut flowers that we pick, and, but when we pick a flower, it looks really good when you, when you just pick it, and it's really pretty, and it looks really good, and that stays that way for a while. But actually, as soon as it's picked, the dyeing process begins. Um, and um, as soon as it's cut off from the vine, the dyeing process begins. And before long, um, the best that flower can be is a dried flower. Or, and dried flowers are, are OK. But it, the best it's going to be when it's off the vine is a dried flower. Or sometimes it's a nice, squished, pressed, beautiful flower which is okay too. I have, um, I have a bouquet of roses that um, Rick gave me and Marcy actually a long time ago and they're some yellow ones and I've dried them and they're in the corner of my, and they stay there just beautifully, but they don't bear any fruit. They don't do any more roses. And I have a, a few pressed flowers too. So they're good, but they're, they're, do they're, done, they're done bearing fruit. And we're to bear fruit, aren't we? Hallelujah. So they're non-fruit bearers now. So, hallelujah. So if we look, let's look at number, at verse number five again. Um, verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So, um, I must have wrote my wrong number here, but anyway, let's go to verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. So I'm going to back up to five for a minute. So abiding, the abiding together, the join together, because and if you look at a lot of those translations in this, um, a lot of translations in this scripture right here, it talks about um, abiding in God, um, staying joined, remaining, dwelling, um, vitally united, life united, life union, it talks about. So in this, in verse 5, abiding together or joined, us and him and him and us, um, we bear much fruit, for without Jesus we can do nothing. Um, let's look at 2 Corinthians 3.5, please. Thank you, Jesus. It says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. Hallelujah. And then if we have that in the Amplified, let's look at that one. Not that we are fit, qualified, and sufficient in ability of ourselves to form personal judgments or to claim or count anything as coming from us, but our power and ability and sufficiency are from God. All our ability to do anything in life comes from the Father. Amen. Comes from God. There's, um, well, let's even, let's just go to our next one too, Kathy. Uh, Philippians says, I can do all things. Everyone's got this one memorized. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But we should, we could add, he could have, Paul could have added another little um, part to that verse that said, I can do no things without Christ who strengthens me. Because it's our ability to do everything we do in our life comes from God. Hallelujah. So we need to stay in the vine, remain in God. Thank you, Lord. So now let's look at, at verse number six. And that's when it talked about if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Doesn't sound really fun, but <laughs> if, uh, if we don't abide, so we're cast out, withered, dried up, gathered up, thrown into the fire, or pretty much it can even go to just destroyed. Um, but that's but we stay attached to God and attached to Jesus, attached to the vine, and um, none of that happens. Hallelujah. So we don't want to become wood for the for the wood pile. 
<laughs> where, you only, where your only use is for the fire pit, right? So we're not going to do that. We're not going to get um, uh, detached from the vine. Um, we have uh, behind our, our field and the neighbor's yard is big trees, and they have branches that die and fall out of the trees. And um, Rick wants to be the vine dresser to cut that tree, those trees down. But um, because in our field, all the little dried up sticks fall. And um, he's even um, offered to and done pruning <laughs> in those trees for the, he's asked our neighbors, um, I'll even get up there and um, prune those for you, cut those back. And they're like, okay. And uh, he does it. And then, uh, and he's even offered several times uh, some help getting that um, tree, those trees cut down so they don't leave the branches all in our field for us to pick up. And they don't like it either, so they're kind of into it. But um, anyway, so those branches um, that fall off the tree and land in the field, they're, they're hard to pick up. We have to go through and pick them all up before we can even mow because a lot of them are too big for the mower. And um, so they're a waste of time and energy. <laughs> so we don't want to be a dried up branch, do we? No. <laughs> so um, anyway, okay, enough dead branches. I'm going to give you some really good news about the branches, no matter what, um, what stage of you, you are in in a branch. I've got really good news, so hang on. But um, so let's look at verse number 7 in John. Oh, thank you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So right here is a real key to answered prayer. Abiding in him, remaining in God and his words remaining in us. And then we, it says, ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now, do we believe God's word and what he says? Then that's what we have. We abide in him. We ask what we, what we want, what we desire, what we need. And we have answered prayer. Hallelujah. It will be done for us. Um, so now he, we started, he starts off just talking to us about abiding in him and him abiding in us. And now he's talking about abiding together and his word abiding in us. Hallelujah. So in Colossians 3.16, I didn't put that down, Kathy, but it just says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. And in Romans 10.8, it says, the word is near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. Um, it's, a, it's very important to get the word in us. And that's, uh, we don't get all the word in us and then be done getting the word in us. We, it's a continual, all of our life, we get the word of God in us. And it's, it's this word, and it's the words that he speaks right here. Hallelujah. Um, and when, so we abide in him, and those words from here and from heaven, just to right here, just especially for you, those um, words need to remain in us and us in God, right? Hallelujah. Um, let's look at... I'm, I think I gave you Proverbs 20. I was, uh, we were listening to a, a message the other day um, one, from another one of my favorite speakers, but um, besides Pastor Jerry, but, uh, and he um, talked about this, and it was so good. I just want to bring out a couple things he said here. For this verse here, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. He talked about, Giving attention to the word means give the word first place. Um, give the word first place in our life. And then he said, and um, incline your ear to my sayings. It was so good. He said that is like leaning to, go, to the word and getting the word, the sayings of God in the word, leaning towards those instead of leaning towards the world. Getting God's 
inclining to God and to God's word instead of, the, instead of over here to the world. Hallelujah. That's easy. So we lean on the word side, not the, wor not the world side. So then we do all this stuff, and verse 8 comes of John 15, and it says, By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Do we have any disciples of Jesus here tonight? Mm -hmm. All of us, learners, disciples, disciplined ones of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we know we have to abide in him. We know our connection to God is what makes everything work and what makes life for us. So then um, how, oh, before, before I go on to this next one, though, um, if you're still concerned about maybe there's a, you've been thinking as I was talking, maybe there's an area where I haven't been bearing much fruit or not enough fruit or something, and you were concerned about being one of those branches that were in the field. Um, I want you to, I want to read John um, 15, 1 and 2 in the Passion. I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. Hallelujah. So if you felt like maybe there's an area somewhere where you might have been one of those branches that, um, well, those branches that I talked about, he, um, God lifts you up. Because of Jesus, everything's okay. Because of Jesus, everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. And even if we're feeling like we need to be lifted up, propped up, or pruned, wherever area we're at, <laughs> lifted up, <laughs> maybe we don't feel like we need to be pruned, but we know pruning is good, so we have a greater harvest. But, but Jesus lifts us up and props us up. Hallelujah. And then you can, get a, you can abide and get all connected again. It's an easy thing, isn't it? So I just wanted to look at that one before we move on. But um, because of what Jesus did and because of Jesus, um, you don't have to worry about what kind of branch you think you might be because he sees you as a really good branch. And if you are feeling like you're drooping and need propped up, it's okay because that's what Jesus is here for. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Jesus is our example in the word. Um, we're to do everything we do like Jesus did it. And he, in the word, he gives us instruction and examples and, and just how, how to do things the way he did it. And because we already found out we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us, we can do this, right? So... Um, he's our example. In 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Paul says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So we are to imitate and copy Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, Jesus was in the Father, and the Father was in him. Let's look at John 14, 10. Or did I give you that one? Okay, I didn't give you that one. Then I'll go right back here. That was, sorry. Um, in John 14, 10 said, do, not, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. So Jesus and his Father, Jesus and the Father, they were one. They were there together, right? There, Jesus is in the Father, and the Father's in Jesus. Um, and uh, John 10, 30, I don't think I gave you that one either, but it says, he says in there, um, I and my Father are one. And after Jesus, on what Jesus did on the cross, um, the word says that we're one with them now. We're one with, with the Father. Hallelujah. So, but, so Jesus is our example. He, he stayed um, in God and, and the Father in him. But 
Um, sometimes we think, well, that was the Son of God, though, um, not me. But the Bible actually says that he was the Son of God and the Son of Man, right? And I want us to look at some examples. Um, I'm going to give you a few examples of Jesus, the Son of Man, in... Um, in the Transformed Life book that the Bible studies at our home groups and things that they've gone through, um, there's a part in there, I want to read some of it to you, about when God became a man. It's just, it's really, it's really cool how they brought out um, how Jesus was a man, how he was God, but how he was a man too. I'm going to read that. So it says he was... He was the complete union of God and man in one perfect form. He was not 50% God and 50% human. He was and is 100% God and 100% man in one person. And that might be hard for us to understand, but good news, we don't have to understand it. We just have to believe it. <laughs> so... And it's, it, sometimes it's kind of hard for us to wrap that around that, but, but he was, Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. Um, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law, law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we have. And... As the second Adam, Jesus needed to be complete in his human nature. So through divine conception in the womb of a young Jewish virgin named Mary, the Lord was born into the total human experience. The Bible teaches that Jesus' physical form was genuine in every way. He possessed a human body, mind, and spirit. And if you look in the Bible, he... Um, there's lots of references to confirm all that. He had a, well, we just read, but he had a human birth, and he grew physically and intellectually as a human. Um, he became hungry and ate real food. <laughs> um, uh, he became thirsty and drank, you know, when he was um, in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by the devil, it said after he after 40 days, um, he ate nothing and he was hungry. So he had he had an appetite. He was hungry. He he needed to eat. Um, he needed to drink. Um, on the cross, he said, "I thirst." And with the story at the woman at, at the well, he um, told her to give me a drink. He grew weary and he slept. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, there's one story in the Bible where he was sleeping in the boat. Um, and in that same story, the woman of the well, before he told her that, um, it says that being weary from his journey, he sat down by the well. So he, um, he was like us. Hallelujah. Um, he had human emotions like we do. The Bible says he um, rejoiced, he marveled, um, he was moved with compassion. He, even in the garden, um, it says he became um, sorrowful and deeply distra distressed. He had emotions like us. He has emotions like us. Hallelujah. He felt pain. He bled and died a human death. He was tempted with every kind of sin and category of temptation. This is one of the most important truths of the humanity of Jesus. If Jesus only appeared to be human, then he would not have had, had the full human experience of temptation. He could not fully, he could not fully relate to our daily struggles in life hallelujah but because he was the son of man and he it was necessary we're going to find out in this next verse we read too that he do that um he he can fully relate 
He can fully relate to everything we go, we go through every day, what we have to do, what it goes on in our life. So let's look at um, the Hebrews 2.17, just to verify this. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. So it was necessary that he became like that. Since he himself had gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, yes, hallelujah. That is good. So Jesus was, and I didn't, um, I didn't try to look that up, but I've, I've read or seen something before, too, where actually the Bible, in the Bible, um, he's mentioned as the Son of Man more times than the Son of God. Hallelujah. So, thank you, Jesus. So, then if he was like us, and we just found out all those things that were a lot like us, he was busy, too. Hallelujah. Jesus was busy. And when you when I just started going through all the gospels and just looking and stuff and and it was just he he was very busy. He uh it says he walked along the sea, he went up on a mountain and taught, he came back down the mountain and taught, he got in a boat and taught. Um he uh did all kinds of stuff. Um all the while be connect, being connected to the Father. Um, he got alone with God. Uh, he went to, actually, I'm going to wait right there on that. He got alone with God where, and he remained, stayed connected, joined to God. Um, and I want to give you a little definition of the word abide in um, John 15 there. It means to stay in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. Continue, dwell, endure, be present, remain, stand, and tarry. So um, Jesus was busy, and he, did, uh, he had to do a lot of things in his ministry and in his life. Hallelujah. He was busy like we were, but he got alone with God. Um, he went to like that uh, meaning that in that word abide, he went to and um, stayed in a given place with the Father. And that's a really good idea for us to do too. <laughs> we need to stay in a given place with our Father. Now, it doesn't have to be... Uh, I, I, my very first message that I spoke was actually about speaking about the secret place, um, but... And we need, we need that secret place, the secret place with just, just God and us. But our given place to stay connected with God can be, um, that could be in your car, could be in your closet, um, could be by the lake. <laughs> Rick just went um, fishing a couple weeks ago, and he... Um, just him and God went, and he got to visit with God and, and go to that place, in that given place with the Lord. Hallelujah. So, um, <laughs> but it's somewhere, somewhere we need to do that, somewhere where we can uh, uh, be still and know that he's God. We need that. That keeps us connected to the vine. Um, and Jesus did that. Jesus went somewhere where he could be, um, just be still and know that the Father was the Father and he had everything under control and he was going to take care of everything. So look at Mark 1.35. Still talking about going to just our alone place with God, a given place with the Father. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary or secluded place, deserted place, and there he prayed. So in the morning, this was early in the morning, he went to his place, his given place with the Father. Then let's look at um, Luke 6, 12. 
Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. So early in the morning, all night, whatever it took, whatever he needed to get everything he needed from God. Hallelujah. So, and it says in that scripture, verse 13, that he stayed there and he prayed all night. And then in 13, um, he um, called all of his disciples to him. So he got what he needed from God, his direction, his instruction, his plan for the day, and then called all the disciples to him and told them. Um, in 11.1, uh, it says that as he was praying in a certain place. So, um, and having a certain prayer place is a very good thing, and we need to have a certain prayer place. But um, where we, can, we just have our own little closet place where we get alone with God. But we also need to um, remember that we can abide in the Lord and he can abide in us um, any place. Hallelujah. Any place, anywhere. Thank you, Lord. So another part of that meaning um, and, uh, abide, for abide was a state. M means to stay in a given place or a state. Um, and a state meaning a particular condition of mind or heart. So um, like a state of an excitement or... So Jesus stayed in a state of abiding too. Um, and we can do that. He was mindful of the Father and talked with him throughout his day. He was in a state, he stayed in a state of abiding, connected to him. His heart was in a particular um, condition. But, uh, his heart was in a state of um, abiding, staying, staying in God. And we can do that too. Now, the devil doesn't want us to go to that, want us to be in that condition, that particular condition um, of just staying with God and having our heart and mind um, connected to the Lord. So he tries to get us in a state of confusion or another kind of state, distraction, worry, fear, or some kind of freak out where we will disconnect from our abiding place where we need to stay. So, like if this is my vine here, um, and I'm staying here connected, the devil tries to bring things into our life, into our mind, into our heart that will cause us to, like I said, freak out or whatever, to worry so much, to fear so much, to be so confused and distracted that we'll let go that will disconnect and that will try to figure this out. How am I going to do this? Da, 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 da. And that's why it's so important for us to remember that we can't do anything without God. We just stay connected with him and he takes care of that. So, but like I said, the devil, he doesn't want us to do that. He doesn't want us to stay connected. So he brings things that he can try to get us to let go of God so that we can fix it. And then we're just in a bigger old mess. We know that. So <laughs> we're not going to do that. So um, hallelujah. So we abide in him um, and he abides in us. We abide in his word. And um, then we just have a, we have a place in God we go to. And it can be a place um, uh, a, a place, like I said, our secret place. It can be our workplace, wherever it is, but we abide. And then um, I want to talk about one other way we can, because sometimes we think, well, if I don't have, I have to, I have to stop, I have to do this. Well, I don't have all day. I have to go to work. I have to do this. But we can still abide and do all of our stuff. So um, I want to look, this is another um, God didn't show me all this. He showed another guy, Rick and I were watching, the, um, Brother Copeland, a, a while back, I think. Actually, I think it was Jeremy. And um, so turn, let's turn to Genesis 
5, um, verse 21. Thank you, Lord. We can walk with God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, but 300 of them he walked with God. He's probably in pretty good shape. Uh, and, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch walked so close with God, so much with God, that... He just went with God. Hallelujah. So we can do that. So Enoch stayed connected to God. And he, um, he knew how to abide. Because he still had, it, he had life. He had sons and daughters. He had life. Um, but he walked with God. Um, then let's look at Hebrew, Hebrew 11.5. The only other part of Enoch in the Bible, mentioned there in Genesis, and then here, Hebrew 11, verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So he walked with God. He stayed connected to God. And his testimony was that he pleased God. Hallelujah. That's a good testimony to have, pleasing God. So, um, and he did it for 300 years. So we should be able to do it, don't you think? <laughs> so, so anyway, we have, we have our abiding where, um, like, um, our brother brought out even last Wednesday about how we're to be swift to hear, slow to speak. That's abiding. So we have our abiding just listening, being slow to speak, letting God speak into us. That's abiding. That's not very hard, is it? Then we have abiding... Um, where we, um, just going to show, show you how to do all this so that we can all do it. So we have this, abiding in God and his word abiding in us. And that's just doing this right here, taking this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Um, it's abiding in him. The, the, um, Train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Just abiding in him, letting God take care of it. That's all. And is this hard? No, just sit down and do a little reading. That's abiding in God and his word. His word abiding in us. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was going to abide a little longer than I thought. <laughs> then there's abiding like Enoch. And walking with God and doing our, doing, our daily, doing our daily tasks. We can abide. We can do the dishes and abide in God. We can um, make the lunches, make dinner, do the laundry. We can do, um, go to our jobs, run our equipment or whatever our jobs are. We can do all that and abide in God. It's not hard. It's just communing with him. It's just staying with him, staying our mind in that place that particular place and condition where we just have him on our minds and him on our hearts. That's, that's abiding. Hallelujah. So, and then, like, uh, so we do all of our tasks, and then there's times, and I love these times, when we just walk with God. We just walk, and we abide in God. Just talking to him, walking with him, looking at the sea, maybe. I don't know what him and Enoch what all they looked at, but they walked together for 300 years. Hallelujah. <laughs> so that's what we can do. Um, 
So in John uh, 14, 6, I don't know if I gave you this, but uh, it said that Jesus, um, I am the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I talked about that at the beginning. Um, so Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I, ta- I talked about how he was preparing his um, disciples for his departure. So um, I love it how most, almost every time I get to speak, I get to say one of my favorite scriptures. So I want to say this one now. Um, and I don't think I gave you this one either, Kathy, but uh, um, speaking of walking with God and Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life. And like we learned on Sunday, um, so now... Uh, Jesus being the way and the truth and the life. And now Jesus departed. He went to heaven, but he lives in us. And so in John 16, 13, in the message, this is what it says, when the friend comes. This, is, I, this might be my absolute favorite scripture. If not, it's really close. But when the friend comes, the spirit of the truth. That's Jesus. And the spirit of truth's in us now, right? When he comes, he'll take you by the hand and guide you into all the truth there is. Hallelujah. So his hand, the spirit of truth is going to take us and guide us into all the truth there is. Jesus, God's hand is always out for us. And all we have to do is give him our hand and he's going to take us by the hand, and he's going to lead us into all the truth there is. Do you have a question about something? Do you need to know about something in life? Do you have a question that needs answered? Um, Do you want to know this? Do you want to know that? Do you want to know how come this? Well, we can take the spirit of truth's hand that's always out there for us, and he's going to take us, and guide us into all the truth there is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And it's not, like I said, it's not, um, it's not hard at all to just stay in that, um, stay joined to God um, all, of our, all of our day. Um, we can, Proverbs 3, 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct, make smooth or straight your path. So that's a promise that we can abide in him and just acknowledge him. Just say, hey, God, um, say, thank you, Lord. I acknowledge you in this. Um, just acknowledging God, may it, we have this promise that he'll direct on, and make smooth or straight our path. Hallelujah. His hand's always held out to us. He just wants our hand. So... Thank you, Lord. So we grow in this. Um, just like everything else in God, we grow. And we don't get to a certain age or a certain size or stature or whatever and stop. We continually grow in God just like Jesus did. Even back in um, Luke, and I didn't give you this either. This is all stuff that I just added at um, Writing pencil on my paper. But in Luke um, 2.52, it says that Jesus grew. Jesus grew in, and he increased. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And that's what we do. We just continue. We just continue to, we, we just keep going, we increase in God, we just keep getting more wisdom, we stay in God, we get more wisdom, we grow in spiritual stature, um, just abiding in Him, and then we get that favor too, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, um, and then uh, in verse 49 of that chapter, it says, um, when Jesus, they're looking for Him, and they go back to get Him, and uh, and he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you, not, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? So that's what we're about, doing our father's business. Because um, we're 
doing the ministry of Jesus on the earth today. So we do things to do the ministry like Jesus did, just like we talked, like we looked at today, um, staying in the Father, going to his going to the Father, going to a place where you can talk to God. And if it if you've got too many dishes and a load of laundry and too many kids to pick up and dogs to feed and everything else, good news, you can still abide in God. You can still keep that communion going, keep that connection going. Just it's an easy thing for us to do. We just put our heart in that place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we're in him and he's in us and everything he has, everything he is flows through us. Hallelujah. When we abide in the vine, the true vine, I like that part in the very first verse too. He's the true vine. There are some vines that aren't true. And we don't want to be connected to those. We're not going to abide in those. But, but Jesus is the true vine. Hallelujah. And when we stay connected to him, because a plant gets everything it, it needs from the vine. And when we're connected to him, we get everything that he has. We get everything he is. And it flows through us. Hallelujah. And we can do what he does. We can do his ministry. We can lay hands on the sick and they recover. We can, whatever Jesus did, because it said, it, the Bible says that even greater works are we going to do because we abide in him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let's stand to our feet and we will close in prayer, abiding in the vine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for our connection with you. We thank you that we can just stay in you no matter what's going on, Lord. We thank you that it doesn't matter what's happening in life, what's going on. We can just stay connected to you, Father, and know that everything's going to be okay that you're going to help us with everything we need help with. We thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father, just for new revelation. Give us new revelation on just abiding in you and the things that, the life we can have just by abiding in you, Father. We just thank you for everything that you are to us, everything that we can do through you. We thank you, Father, and we ask you just to help us be more like you to abide more and to bear more fruit, Father, to do your ministry more. Thank you for it, Lord. We thank you and we praise you and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You are dismissed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.